to uh, another in our tech interview specials, uh, looking at the very changing world that we currently live in, uh, thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, So on this show, uh, certainly a topic that has been a real hot topic for quite a lot of the people I speak to on a day-to-day basis, and that's been the quality of the remote connectivity. Suddenly, we've gone from the idea that lots of people are in offices to lots of people remote working, and we're finding systems and communications stressed in a way that we have probably not anticipated and certainly not seen before. Um, So to help me to join, uh, to join me actually to, to have a look at this topic it was somebody who contacted me a former guest on the show um to, to just to kind of show me some ideas that he'd had in, in the space he was working and we thought it would make a great topic to share some of that advice and some of those tips and some of that insight uh, with the wider tech interviews audience so i'd like to welcome back uh, roger sands uh, ceo of ybot hi roger how are you doing Yes, it's great to be on the show again. And um, first and foremost, obviously, want to wish everybody the best in terms of health um, across the planet here. It's clearly a very challenging time here at YBOT. We've actually um, we're reaching out. Uh, we're actually working with our customers to extend and offer uh, capabilities to help in this challenging time. So I'm glad to be able to join in and, and offer some uh, you know advice to your uh, to your colleagues. Well, for Roger, for anybody who didn't hear you on the show last time, do you want to just give us a quick uh, praise of kind of what YBOT do and, and what your role there is and, uh, and a little bit about your background and, and then we'll kind of jump into to some of the challenges you're seeing um, that, that are kind of sweeping the globe real rapidly at the moment? Sure, absolutely. Um, I've been in the networking space for uh, 30 years and running business units, high-tech business units for both small and large companies. And for the last 15 years, it's all been around enterprise mobility. Uh, Wi-Fi connectivity, mobile applications, et cetera. I ran HP's business globally for seven years prior to starting YBOT. My co-founder, Anil Gupta, the CTO, we've been together for uh, these 15 years, and we realized it was a large pain point in the industry of building out high-performance, next-generation mobile networks for the enterprise market segment. And so we started YBOT, and uh, we're supporting hundreds of customers and it's a real exciting opportunity for us to provide support in a, in a highly demanding, dynamic environment in terms of uh, mobile connectivity. Yeah, I'll make sure actually I'll put, I'll put in the show notes uh, a link to the episode that you did with us last time where we talked about this idea of kind of Wi-Fi being um, a kind of enterprise class and, and business critical. And I thought it was a really interesting conversation because, uh, as we said at the time, it, it wasn't um, it wasn't something that I think a lot of organizations, that, not that they don't take seriously, but I think Wi-Fi has tended to grow really organically inside of businesses, you know, an access point here, uh, something in a remote office rather than doing a bit of cabling. And people haven't really thought about that kind of criticality of it. And, and obviously, one of the areas we talked about hugely was healthcare, um, where that kind of criticality and availability of Wi-Fi was was absolutely operationally key, uh, because without it, you know, people were not able to to do their very very important jobs. Um, and, and right now, obviously, that's been. Um, uh, the, the, the ability for healthcare professionals to do their jobs is uh, probably more focused than it ever has been. But um, but we didn't want to focus just specifically on that. Actually, it was uh, kind of what you shared with me was the idea that we're seeing this change from uh, worrying about business critical Wi-Fi within the enterprise to suddenly lots and lots of people working remotely and, and some of the challenges that present. So um, so what, what's some of the stuff you're seeing out there, Roger, at the moment amongst your customers? You know, what are some of the big challenges they're seeing? Uh, you know, what are some of the problems that you're, you're seeing with kind of the way that, that people have remotely worked in the past? Yeah, as we talked before, we've, um, we've obviously seen historically a lot of challenge in building out these Wi-Fi networks within the corporations, as you had mentioned. Now what we're seeing is given the 
you know, demand and, and everybody working at home, it's putting another level of stress on IT organizations across the globe. Um, a lot of verticals are still fully operational and business critical. You mentioned healthcare. Uh, there's a dramatic increase in telemedicine uh, that's, that's growing faster for obvious reasons. We're also seeing an explosion of clinics um, in terms of the demand and, of course, testing facilities uh, for the virus. And these are all areas that need to be operational in a very efficient and high-performance manner. What makes it even more challenging is not just in healthcare, it's across a lot of the enterprises, but travel, of course, for obvious reasons, is restricted um, and, and blocked in most cases. And so for an IT organization to be able to support these business-critical environments, they need remote visibility and automation. It's the only way to scale in these type of environments, right, to have that capability without having to travel and supporting these business-critical situations like healthcare, uh, utilities. There's key manufacturing facilities that are operational that need to be operational 24 by 7. And so without having the ability to get access into all these locations, but still maintaining business connect, you know, continuity, that's where you need the automated piece um, and visibility into these environments. Yeah, I think that, that thing about visibility is hugely important. I, and we were talking before we started recording that I think one of the biggest challenges that we've seen uh, for organizations of all types is it, very easy to say, well, let's all go and work from home. You know, let's isolate and, uh, you know, rather than having people, you know, if, if it's possible inside of your business to be able to do it, because obviously it's not possible for all businesses, but the idea that, well, can you work from home? So I think we, we were talking beforehand, you know, for, for me, I'm, I'm fortunate I can do that. I've got the facilities at home to, to be able to do that. And my, my job role allows me to, to do that relatively easily. Um, but for lots of people, this is kind of a brand new experience. And for, for many organizations, they may if they want to offer secure access into their IT facilities, they've probably deployed some kind of virtual private network, a VPN. But what they've never done is be able to test it and have insight into its performance. So we we were sharing beforehand that, you know, that idea that an organization may have 50 users on it most of the time, but suddenly it's 500 users all of the time. So, you know, is, is that a big challenge that you see that organizations just don't have this kind of visibility and an understanding of, of how their remote connectivity is working? Yeah, we're pushing the envelope in a whole new, a whole new area right now in terms of this remote connectivity. And yes, what you said is absolutely happening. And so the key is to have, you know, the ability remotely to have the visibility and the remote network test capabilities, where you can proactively run and monitor the business critical services that are still operational on prem, right? So you're not able to go on site now but you wanna see what those responsive nature is, the, the end user experience, the throughput and performance of all those locations um, because that explosion is happening. And yes, we're pushing the envelope. I think you know, a lot of people have stories where they've had, unfortunately, understandably, but unfortunately, you know, delays or hiccups in the services that you're using because of the strain we put on the organization. A lot of enterprises have components, whether it's a private cloud, or services that are localized that haven't moved to a public cloud. In fact, there's some countries uh, in the Europe, European region where they you know, minimize any cloud type of services. So now you have to have that complete visibility in the performance analysis, you know, network test capabilities, all automated remotely uh, within your corporate infrastructure so that you can understand exactly what the end user experience is 
and what needs to be done to provide, again, this business critical networking solution, but in this new paradigm of uh, remote, you know, and distance uh, working. So, so from your experience, actually, and uh, well, uh, actually, I'll ask a different question first, because um, you, you've mentioned this a couple of times, uh, and I'm I'm fascinated with practically how we can go about doing that. So, you've talked there about you know monitoring uh, the, that remote access performance, the, the the way that people are accessing our services, and you've talked a little bit there about automation. So, you know, and that makes a lot of sense to me. I think in this kind of um, you know, in this kind of challenging and very, very fluid situation we find ourselves in, actually the ability to automate the improvement of some of those systems and, and some of that connectivity would be would be really powerful. So so what kind of technologies, what kind of tools are available for people to be able to do that? Yeah, the uh, the area that's uh, have, have involved, and we touched on this during the last podcast, is around, uh, you know, sensor technology. Uh, so there's a number of companies out there that offer the sensors that, have AI-based technology. So if you think of what that means, a sensor is a physical device that now can go on-prem without having to be there, and it's operational 24 by 7. That's what we're looking for, right, to get that coverage area in these remote locations, in the offices where, you know, there's no employees right now. And then the AI piece is the second component. Very powerful, right, because now it's doing the self-analysis. Excuse me, it's analyzing the environment and looking for what the disruptions are, the performance metrics, the end user quality experiences, and then sending proactive notifications on actions that need to take place to solve performance related issues before they impact end users. So that's the area that's really evolving, <clears throat> excuse me, quickly is around both the sensor technology, so you don't have to have resources there 24 by 7, which plays right into this situation, obviously. And the second is the AI piece where you have a set of eyes that's doing the analysis and alerting you of any impact to the performance of the environment. So um, so, so what are some of the challenges that you're seeing then when people aren't getting this right? I mean, you know, obviously I, I kind of shared some examples we've seen where VPNs have, uh, you know, kind of failed because they've gone from this idea that it, well, it works for 50 users, it'd be all right for everybody, and suddenly there's 5,000 users and, and it can't cope. Uh, so, so what are some of the bigger challenges you're seeing and, you know, and maybe some of the interesting use cases that people hadn't thought about that is suddenly kind of popped up onto their radars and they're not really sure how to cope? Yeah. So um, one example, it's in a, you know, a different vertical, but education. Uh, we started to talk about that as well. Uh, you know, there's a huge uh, push now, obviously, to have distant learning. And that creates a whole set of challenges, just one use case. We talked about healthcare, and now I'm talking about education, where you have everybody working, teachers, students, you know, from their homes, but still trying to maintain continuity in terms of the e-learning experience. So what that's doing is a couple fold, right? One, again, it's putting demand on services, not the public cloud ones like G Suite, Office 365, et cetera, but there's services that are localized that the, you know, the staff and teachers are need access to to continue that business continuity. And so having reliable performance and measuring the metrics because now you have everybody remote accessing those type of services, right? As opposed to high-speed local networks um, within the schools that exist today. So that's one. Two, when you move to distance learning, now you have to have operations running, you know, for different classes of individuals, um, folks that need special attention, 
Uh, we talked about delivering meals. How do you get meals to everyone? So there's certain aspects of education where you still need operations that are running reliably for those individuals. And so we're seeing this type of change take place where <clears throat> remote access, remote visibility, but maintaining these business critical environments continues to be extremely important. And it's, it's a couple of times you actually mentioned it in there, and it was a note I made while you were talking that, you know, we, we talk about if we, if we roll back kind of three or four weeks for, for you know, obviously you know, COVID-19 was already an issue for us. But I think for a lot of us, we didn't necessarily see the, the sudden and huge change in our kind of day to day lives that we're, we're seeing now. You know, I, I think we're probably all often guilty of we're, we're looking at it as though it's somebody else's problem and it'll never kind of fall on our doorstep. But yet here we are, um, you know, and. So we, we, we would look at kind of remote access performance as almost a nice to have, you know, people are kind of just being, uh, you know, if you're remotely working, then the ability to do it at all is just a bonus. But I think we're seeing, and say you kind of mentioned it a couple of times when, when you was talking that this is much more important than that now. This is actually part of a business continuity plan. And, and the first of these kind of special shows I did was, was looking at how you deliver an effective business continuity strategy, you know, in, in these kind of difficult and unpre- uh, you know, unprecedented times but you know is, is that kind of what you're seeing are people suddenly finding that actually this is much more than just an experience thing this is absolutely a it, it's if we don't get this right we're not necessarily going to be able to continue as, a, as an enterprise you know we're not going to be able to deliver the services we, we need to be able to do is it that serious so in in specific verticals absolutely right um if you think about it as you mentioned it's been such a big shift so quickly right, where um, a lot of companies obviously had uh, teleworking policies and, and teleworking employees very effectively. But we've just shifted, you know, completely to everybody, for the most part, working in this environment. These businesses need to continue, right? They need to continue to provide the services um, that are required for the industry. And that's where we get stressed, you know, stretched and stressed. And so having the ability to monitor the business critical applications, right, that are being used to see what the health metrics are around those, measuring the performance of the networks, both remote and localized, and the servers that we're accessing in terms of capabilities, capacity, and performance around those. But as you look across these verticals, at least for the foreseeable future, there's going to be a tremendous uh, requirement to work in these environments and having uh, this ability to support you know, the, the continuity during this time is going to be extremely, extremely valuable. And if not, then services are going to be impacted, right? Which, um, which is unfortunate. And that's what we're trying to help uh, Wybot and others. And we've got, you know, some great customers that we're working with that are very energized, uh, some large opportunities around this because it can facilitate, you know, think of them as having small robots in every location, right? Where you have a resource there where you can't go to help you maintain that and prevent impact to your business. Warehouses, I mentioned utilities, you know, the healthcare, this distance learning, and there's a number of other verticals where it becomes extremely important to uh, to have that. And, and this is clearly going to be a requirement we expect not only now, unfortunately, due to this situation, but even in the future, um, having the ability to have a strategy around automated systems and distance and remote connectivity 
just going to become, you know, a, a bigger requirement as we move forward in this in this new world. Yeah, and, and I absolutely agree with. I think one of the things and we've, we've talked about this before we started recording, but I think one of the things that we're seeing, e- e- even in my kind of day to day business, is that it's been a sudden change. But actually, I'm I'm in, amazed at how quickly people are adapting. So the idea that actually. You know, the, the, this idea that, uh, you know, I, I would always go, you know, I was I, my, my only way of working would be to turn up at some premises at nine o'clock in the morning, work through till 530 or six and then go home. But that's how I defined work. Uh, and for some people, they were almost institutionalized into that in that that was the only way they could see themselves working. But I've been amazed in even a short kind of two or three day span that actually they're grabbing technologies like Teams and Zoom and, you know, and, and those kind of, re, you know, Slack, those kind of remote working, remote collaboration tools, and are saying, do you know what, actually, I can work this way, I can be more efficient. And I think that plays into what you're saying, that some of the changes that we're having to adapt and take on board now, we're going to look at in the not too distant future and go, well, do we really need to go back? You know, do, do, do we do we not just need to improve on on kind of what we're doing? So, um, so I think I, I absolutely agree with you. I, th- I think some of the changes we see now are, are absolutely going to be permanent ones. Maybe not all of them, but but certainly a lot of them, I, I think, will, will change the way that we look at how we do business, look at how we work, look at how we interact with each other, you know, lot, lots of those things. So, um, well, look, before we kind of wrap up with our time, and obviously you, you approached me to come on the show to talk about just to give some kind of tips and some advice on, on organisations for how they can maintain this kind of strong connectivity when they've got somebody put remotely so so if you know you had two or three kind of top tips you want to share with people what what would be some of those things what what should be things that people should be thinking about yeah and let me use an example that to kick that off um we we have a you know large client that uh you know we're working with and they had you know as we discussed a remote location that had connectivity issues performance issues and so they were initially going to travel there uh, which was sort of the standard protocol, and that changed, right, with all this situation. And so they reached out to us and, you know, just shipped a sensor, right? I mean, the good news is shipping at the moment is continuing and to that location. And there were folks at the location managing that business-critical environment, and that it's all plug-and-play, so they just plugged in the sensor. And now that individual had complete visibility and analysis and was able to identify what was going on in that environment remotely. Right. So the areas um, to focus on is think about, you know, that we're not going to be able to travel and we have to support these remote locations 24 by 7. Right. For all these business critical applications and and maintaining business continuity. So actions and activities that need to take place there, as I mentioned, is remote sensor technology so that you can still have complete visibility um, into what's happening in that environment, uh, full remote test capabilities into all the environment, as well as, you know, just the ability to have an AI, to have assistance. We're all uh, very busy prior to this, and we've just added on another layer on top of this. So look for AI-based technology that can help alleviate um, some of the efforts that are going into supporting, you know, these dynamic environments. But it's something that, as we mentioned, is likely going to continue for a while. Um, and it's an area that we're reaching out. We're, we're offering just to send sensors um, at no cost uh, because we want to help this challenging environment and help our customers and, and just getting them out there so that they can uh, have visibility into these situations. 
Well, that, that kind of leads me on nicely to uh, to the thing I was going to ask because you know you graciously offered to come on and show you you wasn't really you didn't really want to talk about why bot this was about you know sharing some advice and some some tips, um, uh, but you know do, do you want to share a little bit about kind of um, practically what why bot are doing? Obviously, you just said about shipping sensors, but practically what why bot are doing and and how they're helping organisations and perhaps anybody who's listening to this show maybe wherever they are you know how they how they might be able to interact with you and and take advantage of some of the stuff that you're doing. Yeah, I mean we're the leaders in. Um you know, in, in Wi-Fi automation, uh, the ability to have complete visibility. It's, you know, a vendor agnostic solution, uh, AI-based uh, vendor agnostic solution, standards compliant to put into environments to get that 24 by seven visibility. And there's uh, three major pillars of the solution to help um, our, uh, our customers. One is around automated problem and solutions. You know, automating identification of what's causing disruption uh, into these dynamic environments, and we provide industry best practice solutions. All that's automated, uh, remote visibility anywhere, anytime, any place. We also have full uh, device forensics, so analyzing the environments that are taking place from a client perspective and infrastructure. All that we can drill in and analyze the environment and provide that information again remotely the IT organizations and MSPs that need to support uh, these environments. And the third, which is really strategically important in this environment, you know, is a full suite of remote network tests as a client, right? So a client in the environment, getting end user metrics, getting those performance metrics that we talked about to see what the health is of not just the, the Wi-Fi environment for those operations that are still running locally, but also the wired infrastructure. Um, so the internet connectivity and the servers that are localized, et cetera. So all that's integrated in into an automated platform, this complete plug and play. Again, we're the industry leader in this space. Um, what we're doing now because of this situation, our goal is to help. And we're just reaching out to enterprise customers and offering um, to ship on these for free um, so that, you know, they can use them in their environments to, we want to, you know, do our part to try to mitigate this as quickly as possible and get businesses uh, operating, A, in the challenging environments we're in today, but also long-term, because as you mentioned, we expect that some of this is gonna become the new norm. Uh, How much, I don't think anybody really knows yet, but this is gonna be a core component to have this, you know, Wi-Fi network automation be part of the infrastructure. Yeah, and I think it's certainly one of the things that has caught people out the most. I, I think we've looked at how, um, you know, we've all assumed we could do remote working because the technology exists and we think we've deployed things and we think we've got the the robust connectivity that we need. But I think it's been a been a real surprise to people. So so actually, Roger, then just, to, just as we wrap up, if people, um, is there anywhere, for example, that you could suggest people could go for some um, insight and some other advice, maybe for something you guys produced, don't have the same thing on your website or on blog posts, et cetera. Uh, and if, if people do want to kind of follow you online or, or find out or maybe reach out and contact you, uh, what, what's good? ways to do that yeah so uh, what i'd recommend right now is just reaching out to our website um www.ybot.com w-y-e-b-o-t ybot.com and there we have all kinds of content uh that's up there uh links to connect with myself and others on the leadership team as well as um a link where you can request a free unit right so for those where we can help uh just go onto the website put in the request uh, and the team will uh, will process it. 
Well, well, that's great. Well, Roger, and, and of course, um, you know, as, as I'm doing on these uh, special shows, if, if you've got any questions uh, that are kind of IT related and you want to contact me in a professional capacity, uh, you can do that as at paulless at gardenersystems.co.uk, as well as reach me in all the normal places uh, at TechStringy on the internet. So, um, but Roger, I really appreciate that. I think some real valuable advice there. Um, and it's absolutely a challenge that um, I, I know that certainly the customers I deal with are seeing, but, but we're hearing about um, kind of across industries of, of all kinds at the moment. So thanks for taking the time to pop on Tech Interviews and, and share some advice in these uh, fast-moving and difficult times. Uh, really appreciate that and uh, look forward to speaking to you again sometime in the future. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate connecting. I hope you found that useful. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. And if you've got an idea for a show or have a topic you'd like to see us covered during this current crisis, then please do drop me a line at podcast at techstringy.com or reach out to me at techstringy on Twitter. We have more of these special shows coming up in the near future, so do keep an eye out on your podcatcher for those. Or you could also subscribe to the show. You can find us in all good homes of podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. So until next time, stay safe and thanks for listening.